0: There's a Bible verse that, you know, I like to remind people of, you know, when they have a birthday, which is a, in Psalms 37, uh, that says delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires Desire your of your heart. So I don't know what your desires are, but I know that you are somebody who is always passionate, you know, about coming to church, singing, praying. Helping, assisting other people, uh, and I'm sure people who know you longer, you know, they have so many other great things to say about you. But I want to thank you for taking so much time, you know, to come and and share your gifts and talents with all of us. Uh, how many of you love this man right here? One, two, three. Ah, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, let's stand up and let's pray for him. So. It's, Send your hand towards him, we're going to praise him with God. Bless us, him, and uh, this day. Thank you, Jesus, for this awesome opportunity that we have to pray, Lord God, for Keto today. Uh, we, as a group of God, we lift him up, we bless him today. We pray, Lord God, for the desires that he has in his heart, for his goals, his objectives, his dreams, his family, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, today that you will just be powerful in his life. That you will continue to help him become successful in everything he does, Lord God. And I thank you for his gifts and talents that he shares, Lord God, with your people. Uh, But I pray, Lord God, that that scripture in the Bible will become a reality in his life. That every year, Lord God, not only will he count his blessings, Lord God, but he will continue to acknowledge that your word is true when you say, Lord God, that if we Light in you, in having a relationship with you, that you will bless us with our desires and dreams. We bless him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So if you want to take him out to eat at the church, you want to give him, you know, like a gift card or something or a hug, uh, please feel free to do so, okay? Uh, so thank you everybody for coming. Um, I want to share something with you today that is very personal in my life. Um, I want to get closer to you. Because I don't want to ask you to come forward. Uh, I, I know we like the seats, you number know where we sit, so I prefer coming closer to you. Um, and I would like to take you to the book of Exodus, chapter 18. I, one of my passions, once you get to know me a little bit, is leadership. I love, 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 love with passion leadership because I have understood that leadership is not about having a title. You know, some people believe, because that was the mentality you know a few years ago, that being a leader is having a title. That is called positional leadership. Leadership in general means influence, the way we influence people. Uh, that's why we get followers. So everybody here is a leader. You, you are a husband, you are a leader. If you're a wife, you are a leader. If you are a son, you are a leader. If you see that baby on the back, every time he cries, uh, Richard gets up and goes to the baby and tries to do something for the baby because the the baby is a leader. So whatever he asks, whatever he wants, he's gonna do something about it and and Richard, and his wife, know, they come to the rescue because that baby is a leader. I'm a leader. Uh, Malachi in the back is a leader. So leadership, uh it's, it's not only about having a title, leadership is it's who you are and the influence that you have over other people. But when it comes to leadership, there's two ways of doing leadership, the way we lead others and the way we lead ourselves. And that's the part that I want to touch on today, the way we lead ourselves. And uh, I want to touch on something very, very important today that as you get to know me, you're going to hear me. Talk a lot about that because it's extremely, extremely important. And I want to speak today about the subject, the importance of having a mentor. And I want to take you to the book of Exodus. Uh, How many of you guys have a mentor in your life? Raise your hand. Wow, that's great. One, two, three. Awesome. So we're near ahead of the game. That's great. So Exodus, and we're gonna talk about uh, the story of Moses. So I want you to stand up one more time. And I want you to look at me. And I want you to repeat these words. God gives the vision. God gives the vision. We develop the strategy. We develop the strategy. Let's do it one more time. God gives the vision. God gives the vision. We develop the strategy. We develop the strategy. Now look at the person next to you and say, God gives you the vision. God, God gives you the vision. But you develop the strategy. But you develop a strategy. <laughs> awesome. So let's read for you. You may be seated. Uh, Exodus chapter 18, verse 13, on and on. So I will read several verses, but I promise to you to make it very concise so that we can understand it. Okay? So starting from verse 13, and I think Malathy has said earlier. Thank you, Malathy. Uh, the Bible says. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as a judge for, for, judge for the people and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, Why is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as a judge? Why all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because people come to me to sleep God's will, Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, "What you are doing is not good. You and his people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you." You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to Him, teach them His decrees and instructions, and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate the son's game, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and have serve of judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this, in God so commands, you will be able to stand with strength, and all these people will go home satisfied. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this beautiful morning, Your God. Thank you for the worship. Thank you, Lord God, for these words in the Bible. Thank you for the offering. Thank you for everything. But Lord, uh, the scripture tells us today, it teaches us today, that we need to continue growing in our lives. And when we continue growing, there's a great level of satisfaction that we are gonna live with, because it comes with leading ourselves well and effectively and living to live a better life. So I pray, Lord God, that these words will not be forgotten, Your God, but we will take them, we will learn them, and we will put them into practice. thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So God gives you the vision, but you develop the strategy. The Bible says in the last verse, you know, that we read that, that Jethro promised Moses if you do this the people will leave satisfied so having a mentor is having a relationship with someone who cares about you someone who wants to see you grow someone who knows you very well and it is important you know for us to find a way so that we can continue growing not only in the word of god but also in life some of you are husbands Some of you are wives, and you own it to you, to yourself. You own it to your husband. You own it to your wife. You grow so that you can be better. Because the better you become, the better couple you will be. But not only that, some of you are parents. Some of you are children. Some of you are educators. Some of you are musicians. Some of you are leaders here in the church. Whatever you do in life, God wants you to continue growing. God has given you a vision. When you guys got married, and I'm getting to know, you know, the story little by little of some of you, of how you know you met. Some of you met through high school, some of you met through college, some of you met in church. But if you remember when you met, you know, your partner, you remember that when you came to the point of getting married, you started dreaming about that marriage, and you laid a vision. Oh my gosh, I want to marry this person. I want to. Have and we want to live in that house, and we want to, you know, be married until we get old. So you have a vision. When you became a parent, you said, oh my gosh, this beautiful baby. I want this baby to grow, to be successful, to learn the ways of the Lord. When you became an field, you had a vision. When you became, you know, a pastor, you had a vision. But it's our responsibility to develop the strategy to make that vision So, the Bible teaches us that Moses, you know, he was about 85 years old when this happened. And as you may already know, Moses, you know, he was raised in Egypt, he went to the best colleges. So Egypt back then was like the United States now, you know, everybody wants to come here. Everybody wants to get educated here. Everybody wants to learn a job. Any country in the world you see, you know, people want to learn how to speak English because the language opens a lot of business opportunities around the world. So Moses grew up in an environment where he was taught a lot of strategies. He was taught leadership. He was taught so many beautiful things in his life. So God chose Moses to bring Israel out of Egypt. Moses was about 85 years old, but no matter how much knowledge he had, Moses was lacking certain things in his life. And this lack of things in his life were with a few problems in his life, and he was not being completely successful. One of those problems was that because he didn't have a strategy that was successful to lead the people, his personal life, you know, was being affected. Uh, if you read in some of the verses before, and if you have the time you know, to go ahead and read this chapter in your home, you will realize that before verse 13, Moses and his wife were not together in that very moment. A lot of people believe that because of the burden of leading about uh, 600,000 men, uh, plus women, plus children, maybe a million and a half people. It uh, was so hard, you know, Moses that his wife, you know, had to leave him. And he had to go back to his, her father with her two sons. So Moses, at the time, he and his wife, you know, were not living together. So there was a time where Jethro said, you know what, uh, daughter, we have to go back to Moses. You have to live with your husband. So let's all take the kids and go back and live as a marriage. So Jethro comes, and they celebrate, you know, because God has done great things, you know, in Israel, and, he, and Moses' wife come back, his kids come back, and then when they celebrate, after they celebrate, uh, Jethro gets up and goes to see what Moses is doing, and then Moses is in front of, I don't know how many people, maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand, maybe more than a thousand, but what Moses was doing was, he was sitting in front of people, and he was judging Every single person, all the problems you know, that they had, they were being brought to Moses, but that strategy was not working personally for Moses. So Jethro comes to Moses, and Jethro says, Moses, oh my gosh, what is this that you're doing? You're just going to get tired. I mean, you have more than a million people, and you want to be the only judge in Israel? There's no way that you can do that. So Mon, uh, Jethro comes with an idea, and then, uh if we read, um, you know, like at the end of the chapter, uh, in verse um, 19, Jethro says to Moses, Listen to me now, and I will give you some advice. And might God be with you? You must be the people's representative before you. So the first thing that Jethro did was, look, Moses, you got to define your role. What has the Lord called you to be? The number one thing that you have to do is, you are the representative of these people before God. So that's, that's job number one. But then he said, teach them the decrees and instructions. Yes, teach them the word of God. Uh, teach them, you know, how they have to live, how they have to be successful. But he said, uh, you have to choose men in verse 21. Select capable men from all of the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. So it's cool, you know, Jethro came and Jethro gave Moses follow this strategy, follow it, do it. So Jethro, if you read in the Bible, he was a priest from a town outside of Egypt that is called Midian. So the Bible doesn't say how many thousands of people that town had, but Jethro had a little bit more of experience than Moses, you know, when he came to. And this is where I want to bring you to this uh, theme of the message today. When something is not working out in our life, when we are experiencing problems in our marriage, in our work, in our personal lives, we have to come to the understanding that maybe a strategy that we are pursuing may not be working completely in our lives. But God wants it to work. God wants you to be successful. God wants you to be blessed. So one of the first things that we see in this chapter is that Moses and Jethro, they had a mentoring relationship. And we all need to have those type of relationships in our lives. So one of the things that you will encourage me to do, or, you know, every Sunday or as we continue to work together, is that no matter where you are in life, you need somebody to get into your life so that you can be together. See, Moses was about 85 years old, but that didn't matter. He still took advice from someone who was probably a little older than him and had more experience than him. Moses didn't say, hey, Jethro, how are you going to teach me? Come on. are married, I encourage you, look for a mentor. Don't go to counseling when you already have a problem and it's out of control, which is what most people do. You know, they start looking for counseling when they're about to get divorced. Look for counseling even if things are doing well. Look for a good Christian counselor and she'll say, you know, we're coming here because we just want to be better. We want to improve our communication skills. We want to improve how we take care of each other. We wanna look for a vision for our marriage. You know, we feel like we have not been taking care of, you know, our vision and dreams, you know, as a couple. And look for somebody who will give you input about your life so that you can improve. Don't wait until you are 40 years old and man, you know, life has changed and we're gonna look for a counselor or maybe a mentor, do it now. If you are a single person, if you are unmarried, Look for a mentor. Look for somebody who has through the struggles that you have and let that person pour into you so that you are prepared or better prepared in life and you have better strategies to become successful so that you can accomplish the vision that has given you. If you are a husband and wife and your kids already left the home, that doesn't mean that you stop dreaming, that you stop believing in God. That doesn't mean that God's purpose for you is over. You still need to look for somebody who can help you grow and go to the next level. If Moses was about 85 years old and he took advice from Jethro, Moses didn't say, "Hey man, I'm too old, you know, to follow or change." You know, I I heard a lot of people in Spanish, you know, say that uh, in, in Hispanic culture. You know, a lot of older people say, "Oh man, what am I going to learn? I'm already 70 years old, and I keep telling No, you learn until.'" Look for somebody who can work into your life so that you can go to the next level. If you are a student, you know, look for a mentor. Look for somebody who already graduated from high school, who already graduated from college, who can work into your life. If you are somebody who has gone through, you know, sickness or illnesses, look for somebody who has walked the same steps the same way that you have so that you can learn from that person and God's vision can become a reality life. So a mentor can provide information and knowledge. Number two, a mentor can see where you need to improve. The first time I had a mentor, I was 15 years old. And uh, I wanted to be a missionary. I remember I was so excited about being a missionary in France. And uh, one person told me if you want to be a missionary uh, like in 10, 15, 20 years from now, start hanging out with the missionaries right don't wait until that time comes, start right now. So when I was fifteen years old, I started visiting missionaries and I started asking them, how did you become a missionary? Uh, what are some of the toughest things you know about being a missionary? Why are you a missionary? So I started to learn, I started to hear stories. That's why when you see my friends, uh, and my friends at working you know, they were laughing at me because you know we were gonna do our events at work and we were gonna bring our best friends. And uh, they wanted to do something for Halloween. And I told them, I don't think my best friend would going to come. And they said, why not? Because my best friend is 86 years old. And they said, really? And I said, yes. Uh, You don't have any younger friends? I do, but if you want the best friends to come, my my best friend is 86 years old. His name is Keith. And they were like, wow. And and why do you guys have in common? Oh, man, a lot of things in common. You know, we sit, I sit down with Keith, that's maybe gonna morning, you know him, you someday. We sit down in a coffee shop and we just start talking about life and time and countries and trips and, and church and we have so much fun together. You know, I go visit his wife and, and when I go into his house, you know, the first thing that you say in his house is a library of books and we just talk about everything. And we were like, wow, can you bring like another second best friend? <laughs> well yeah, but uh, That second best friend is also 80 years old. So So you don't have like any younger friends. No, 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 I do have younger friends. It's just you guys want the best friends to come and I'm just telling you, my three best friends, they're over 80 years old. So that's what I learned. And you know why I love them? Uh, you're gonna meet them someday because they have so much wisdom to share. And ever since I became a teenager, I was like, I need wisdom. That's one of the things that I did. So much, I have avoided a lot of mistakes in my life because of the wisdom that they have given me, and that doesn't mean I still don't make mistakes. You know, Moses, he was the smartest man in the world, you know, back then, but he was—he didn't have the right strategy for what God has called him to be. He wasn't developing his full potential because he was lacking in some areas. But he accepted the mentoring relationship of somebody who loved him and cared for him. So. Uh, mentors can, can see where you can improve. Look for a mentor. Look for somebody you know who loves you. You know, there's there's a lot of great people here that I'm getting to know. You know, I I don't know George uh, so much. You know, he's in the back over there, but I, I can see you know he's a peaceful man. Uh, I saw him talking to Vito and Richard. You know, a couple of Sundays ago, and, and they were joking around and you know with their shoulders and pushing each other, and I was like, wow, you know that. George, you know, he, he has the ability to hang out with young people. I would encourage you, you know, if you know him very well, you know, this is the type of people that you need in your life. Why? Because remember, God gives you vision but you develop a strategy. Uh, the third thing that I would like to share with you is that mentors can stimulate, you know, your growth. You know, one of the things that we're going to do, you know, as a church, you know, hopefully pretty soon, is that we continue to uh, encourage each other to grow. If you come to church, we want you to leave the church excited. Um, You know, some preachers, you know, they say, you know, come to church and praise God, but leave your problems outside. We're not going to do that. We're going to tell people, bring your problems inside. Every Sunday, bring them, because we want you to live encouraged. We want you to know that God has the best interest in you. So a mentor can help you grow in any area of your life. But not just have one mentor. You can have a mentor for your marriage. And you can have a mentor for your career. Or you can have a mentor for your spiritual growth. Uh, Because everybody has different skill sets, different gifts, and different talents. But the most important thing is that you realize today that you need to strategies for a better life. Especially when it comes to Jesus and having a personal relationship with God, a mentor can really impact you in life. I have seen a lot of uh, people here, and I've seen a lot of potential that you can also be a mentor for somebody else. If you need a mentor, and I hope that you feel today this morning that you do, not only look for a mentor, but look for somebody that you can be a mentor. Like a young person, you know, invite them to have a cup of coffee. Invite them to have breakfast uh, on a Saturday. Go to someone and ask them, you know, I would like for you to be my mentor, you know, for three months. Can you please help me? Uh, the whole next year, 2019, I want to be better. Who can I look for? Uh, or where can I go to find somebody who can tour into my life, you know, for a whole year? Invite them for breakfast. Take them to Starbucks. Take them to Copa By your right, Richard? Uh, but look for a strategy that will work so that you can continue so I want to encourage you today not only to that but look for somebody that you can invest in and this is what the church is all about it's about helping each other encouraging each other, being better Uh, let's Set up, you know, those goals that, you know, next year will be a better year. That we're going to look for growth. And remember, no matter how old you are, Moses was 85 years old. There's no excuse. You can always be better. God wants you to be better. God wants you to be more successful. Amen? So, I like the last verse uh, that we read that Jethro said in verse 23. If you do this, in God's so commands." You will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. God wants us to have satisfaction in our life. I think it's very difficult to say that we're gonna be 100% happy all the time, but we can have a lot of satisfaction in our lives. In the way your marriage is, in the way your career is, in the way you have your relationship with God. But let's look for ways to grow Prove better, so that we can help each other a little bit more. Amen. Okay? Please stand up. We're gonna pray, and we're just gonna ask God to bring those people into our lives that can help us learn better strategies. And let's pray that also God brings senses those people to us that we can help, so that they can. Father God, we thank you this morning for this awesome opportunity, Lord God, that we have to read the scripture in the book of Exodus. Uh, You give the vision, but we have to develop the strategy. And sometimes, Lord God, in life, we don't realize that a strategy may not be working completely, Lord God, the way that it should or the way that we would want it to, Lord God. But Lord, just like Moses, he was leading over 600,000 people and he was lacking that, that leadership skills that Jethro uh, brought to him, Lord God. We may be in a point in our life in which we need to rediscover, find out, or discover, Lord God, what else we can do to improve, to be better, or just to be happier. So right now, Lord God, one of those ways is finding a mentor who can pour into our lives, Somebody who loves you and somebody who can love us. So I pray right now, Lord God, for each one of us, Lord God, I pray that we can all find that person. If that person is here in church, it's even better. It's great. But if that person is outside church, Lord God, bring that person that can pour into our lives. Help us, you know, be better. Help us discover, Lord God, new ways or better ways in which we can lead our lives and lead others. I also pray, Lord God, this morning for people who need a mentor. I pray that you help us discover those people who need like, a, an improvement, Lord God, in their strategies for, for being better, for living a better life. I pray that you lead us to those people, to, to those teenagers, young people, college kids, older people, marriages, whoever, God, so that we can put into to those people as well. Uh, Lord, help this church become a mentoring Relationship with the community, with the world outside of God. Let us be uh, somebody who will also help the community improve. I pray this, or oh God, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Right now we have time of offering. We have one more song. It's, uh, this is amazing grace.